Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Yo, welcome to Unfair Solo Weekend Edition with me, Jay, where we take a musing approach to the sports conversation. You can find us wherever podcasts are downloaded and listened to, and feel free to rate us and review us and give us five stars. You don't think we deserve it? Just give us five anyway. Gifted. Today's Solo Weekend episode is sponsored by our boys over at Clutch Culture. In life, there are moments when you are needed the most. Clutch Culture is aspiring to bring you just that, with hats and t-shirts available to remind folks who's clutch and who isn't. Bring that culture into your lifestyle by checking out their Instagram at underscore clutch underscore culture underscore. Let's dive right in. All right, man. It's Solo Weekends with your boy Jay here doing what I do best, which is talking out the sides of my neck. So, um, and a lot of you guys probably realize that this is literally the 10th anniversary. I don't know why I said literally, but this is the 10th anniversary of the decision. And I'm curious, do you all remember where you were when the decision was uh, done, when it was completed? I remember mine. I was, and I just hit my boy up, and he let me know that it was actually yesterday. It was our official 10th, the, the, the actual day that it happened. We met up on a Wednesday night. We I worked in minor league basketball at the time, and we told all our clients to come out and join us at a local restaurant, and we had them turn it on. We brought a whole bunch of people in. We watched it as basically a big old watch party, and it was neat seeing um, – all those people there and everybody's reactions to the fact that LeBron made the decision to take his talents to South beach. But um, I'm not going to dive too far into that because I mean, even though that is a very historical moment in sports, it really changed the landscape. And I believe that everyone, I don't believe it fully, but everyone is saying that this is, this is when the player empowerment era actually started. When to me that started before, um, LeBron, but at the same time, it was very iconic and it's kind of, I guess that's when the first, the biggest domino fell, even though it wasn't the first domino. So today I'm going to dive in on a couple of things. I'm going to talk about the parallels between this uh, Mahomes contract, a little bit, a little bit more deep dive inside of it and how it parallels with uh, Dak Prescott's current situation. Uh, I want to talk about McCure Maker making the decision to go to Howard, which was on our editing floor. And lastly, a little local love talk about the Thunder signing Lou Dort and kind of how they took advantage of the pandemic in a good and bad way all right so i'm gonna jump right on into the most important topic which is this big old contract so last episode earlier this week 
Uh, make sure you go check it out. You can find us Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, SoundCloud, you name it, we're there. And um, check out the, our commentary around the initial reactions to the contract. That was before we actually got the details. And so I got the details finally from um, Tom Pelissero, who was uh, with the NFL Network. Um, he actually broke down the money for Mahomes' contract. And by him breaking it down, now I get an understanding of how, to be quite honest, Patrick Mahomes' contract may have hurt Dak Prescott. Yeah, you're, you're probably thinking, how? This dude just got a half a billion dollar contract over 10 years. That should definitely help out Dak Prescott in his pursuit. No, it's not. It's actually counterproductive for what Dak was trying to do. And so looking at the way the money is shifted and the, money, the way that Mahomes is being paid, it's really, it's really interesting the breakdown because – um, and I'm going to talk a little bit more on that. But first, I want to start off with it plays out 12 years. The Chiefs, to be honest, this is a very cap friendly contract for the most part. Um, I thought that it was going to be um, I thought it was going to be more of a uh, cap hindrance. But looking at the timeline upon when money is being made and when guarantees kick in, this deal is really, really, really cap friendly for what the uh, Chiefs are going to want to do. And I'm thinking, to be quite honest, they opt out of this deal right after, or actually probably in 2023 will be when they'll opt out of this deal uh, because that's when it's going to be more favorable favorable for them to really take advantage of, honestly, the low salary that Patrick Mahomes is going to be making as their quarterback. So... Let's let's jump into the numbers here. Let's jump into the numbers here. So, um, as I take a gander into this, so Mahomes' deal, of course, is a ten-year, uh, five hundred and well, twelve-year total deal, um, at five hundred and just under three million dollars. So it's half a billion-dollar deal. Everyone's looking at it like, oh my god, he's making so much money. Now, I was listening to Ryan Rosillo's podcast on The Ringer, and he made a very good – he's made a very compelling argument that Patrick Mahomes is actually underpaid in his deal. I know, I know. We've never seen a half a billion dollar deal before, and we're already saying he's underpaid. Well, looking at this breakdown, told me the exact same thing. So, Mahomes is getting the signing bonus for this year. His base is only going to be 825000 because – He's still in his rookie deal. They basically extended his rookie deal 10 additional years. So the total is he's 12 years locked up with the Chiefs. Next year, he'll be on that, that I think it's that fifth year. That's typically a really, really big jump. It's like the, it's like the, um, uh, it's, it's kind of, it feels like arbitration like they do in baseball, but it's not. He's going to get a fat jump from his current pay. So his roster bonus jumps up to 21 million, um, on top of his base at 990,000 which puts him at about 22 million. So he'll make 33 million dollars basically in the first um in the first 2 years of this deal. Which is a little bit more than the 27 that we expected, but it's it's pretty big and then the 10 years kick in and this is where the numbers really are interesting and this is how it hurts Dak. So from there, 
He's got a combination of base, roster bonus, and workout bonuses. So the cash totals go from the 22 uh, in 2021 to 29, 40, 37, 41.9, 41.9, 59.9, 44.9, 44, 50, and then 52. And if he gets the incentives that goes on top of it, which is an additional $25 million, calculates out to $502 million. But this is where I see this hurts Dak the most. So Jimmy explained there's three things that you have to have in order to be to feel like you should be offered a contract this size. And Jimmy's right. One playoff success. Mahomes has had that. Mahomes has won. Uh, they went to the AFC Championship first, as Jimmy explained, as well as the Super Bowl and won the Super Bowl within his first two years of starting his third year, his second and third year in the league. First year, he was an understudy to Alex Smith, which was a fantastic job on Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy's part. Next, you have to be a transcendent talent. He is. He is the future of the position on top of the other guys that are in the similar realm. You know, the black quarterbacks, the way they have uh, ascended in the league. And the last one is the potential to be the GOAT. And so having playoff success, trans- being a transcendent talent, and being having the potential to be the GOAT, Patrick Mahomes has that. He threw 50 touchdowns his first year starting. And in the second year, if he wasn't hurt, he would have thrown 50 again. But instead, he threw, um, what was that, 20? Let me see, 38 and 38 is 70, uh, what's that, 76. So he threw 26 touchdowns. Because he's averaging 38 over from crazy, 36 or 38 over two year period. I had the numbers in front of me and I lost it. And it don't matter. He would have probably thrown for 50 again if he didn't get hurt for those games. So he has all of that. Dak doesn't. Dak doesn't have playoff success. They haven't won a playoff game. He's not a transcendent talent. Dak's really your middle-of-the-road standard NFL quarterback. He's a starter, but he's a standard quarterback. And he does not have the potential to be the GOAT. He's probably going to be a vet on the Hall of Very Good. I doubt he makes a Hall of Fame. That's no shade on him. It's just really, 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 really hard to get into the Hall of Fame. But this is where it hurts Dak the most. In Mahomes' contract, well, let's step back. Dak has not asked, and there's rumored reports that Dak had asked for $45 million in his fifth year. In a way, he did ask for $45 million in his fifth year. He just didn't directly say he wanted $45 million in his fifth year. What Dak asked for is a four-year contract. The Cowboys offered him five years, $175 million, but Dak wants four. And Dak's smart for wanting four because when he hits that fifth year, he has an opportunity to either A, become a free agent, or B, get franchise tagged. By the time we hit that year, which will probably be 2024-ish, between 2023 and 2024, the average of the top five salaries and quarterbacks, I promise you, will be about $45 million because that's how the cap works. So you're asking, how is the cap going to jump so high? Easy. The NFL will be negotiating their TV deals now. The TV deals go up 2022. So this is how this makes... Patrick Mahomes contract such a team friendly contract because when the TV deal goes up, the salary cap goes up because the CBA has been agreed to 
The TV deals go up, salary cap goes up, and at that point, Patrick Mahomes' contract will be a lot lower than what other quarterbacks are going to be able to command because the salary cap is so high. It doesn't matter that Patrick Mahomes is better than 98% of the guys that, that's going to be asked for contracts. The other two that's going to be asked for contracts that will have to get paid if they continue their success is Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson. Those two will get a nice, huge contract. Guess what? Theirs is going to be bigger than Patrick Mahomes because at that point, when they're up for actual renewals, which will be next year for for um, for um, Deshaun Watson, and then two years later for Lamar Jackson, they will command big, big deals because you're worth what someone's willing to pay you, and that's what they're going to be willing to pay them because they are borderline transcendent talents. They both have some playoff success. And playoff success doesn't mean winning a Super Bowl, which was great for Patrick Mahomes, but they had playoff success. Now, the next question is, do they have potential to be the GOAT? And to be honest, they do. And because of that, they're going to command big money. Dak knows this. And because Dallas is going to be really hard for Dallas to replace him, because quarterbacks don't end up free agents very often like Kirk Cousins did, Washington decided to play that game because they didn't want him. They were waiting until they can find something else, and hopefully they find something else one of these days, but it's Dan Snyder. So because of that, their contract, their contracts will grow so much that Dak's going to have opportunities whenever that fourth year hits and the Cowboys franchise tags him again, that's going to be a $45 million payday. And then they're going to work out another contract extension depending on the success he has with the team. Now, it can backfire if he doesn't do anything and the Cowboys decide, you know what, we're going to let you walk and draft somebody else because they'll have the capital to do it. They'll have players, enough players that they can trade him away. If not trade Dag, they can trade a different player and get a higher draft pick because the Cowboys are really good at actually drafting, especially defensive positions, players that teams want. They can do that and get themselves another quarterback if there's a quarterback in line they can go after at the time, which the way things are looking at college, we potentially will have somebody within 2024, 2025-ish, we'll have somebody. But that's the piece that helps and actually helps Dak Prescott the most. And this is what why it looks like it's such a cat-friendly deal for Mahomes because with Mahomes' deal, the last breakdown on it is the fully guaranteed portions of it, it looks like, they're a rolling guarantee, which means that every year or two, the bonuses and salaries are vested a year or two before they're actually due. So that's why I say they're most likely going to opt out of his contract around 2024 or 2025. At that point, they'll renegotiate the deal to prevent him from making 60 million in 2027. Cause 60 million in 2027, even with the new TV deal, will still be probably a huge number on their cap. And because the TV deal is most likely going to be another 10-year deal similar to what they do with the CBA, the negotiations on that will start 2030. So they're going to be working to get him out of $60 million at that point and keep him in the 40 to $45 million area unless Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson gets absurdly large deals, which I don't see them getting that big, but I can see them averaging around 45 to where it makes it to where 
Dak can get a big deal, and then they're going to have to push Mahomes up in the $50 million range. So for this, this is actually a lot more cap-friendly than I even noticed until after the numbers came out. So, Dak, keep fighting for your four years. I see what you're doing. I see the way you're playing the game on the back end. And if you continue to play this smart and you get yourself franchise tag twice and agree to that extension later, you're definitely going to get the 45 that you're asking for. All right, you all know that I am big on player empowerment and the player's ability to move and make the choices that they want, especially at the collegiate level, because at the collegiate level, I feel like players need to be paid, but they're not. They unfortunately do not have that option because that's not something that um, society wants. Those that, well, those that are in power want, because that means they have to spread the pie. And right now we're seeing all kinds of crazy stuff going on in sports. I just got breaking news on something I wish would have came before I started recording, but it didn't. Um, that the Big Ten will be instituting a conference-only schedule for all fall sports, including football, which means the Big Ten won't be playing out-of-conference games, which is going to be wild, especially when you look at how this will disrupt other conferences who will most likely do the exact same thing to limit travel and at the same time make it really, really, really hard for the pollsters to decide who's actually better than others because those out-of-conference games, especially when they're ranked, is what really determines things. But... We'll talk about that next week when more things come out around it over the weekend, or I actually may make a video this weekend. We'll see. But McCour Maker, five-star prospect from Sudan, from South Sudan, uh, is has decided that he's going to go play basketball at Howard University. So he committed on July 3rd. Uh, of course, he hit the cycles and everything, and he decided that he was not going to go to either UCLA, Kentucky, or Memphis, which were three schools hoping to land his services. And so he becomes the first five-star in a long time, a big prospect to go to an HBCU, Historical Black College University. It's fascinating to me that he's going there and everyone is saying, oh, this is a game changer. This is going to be difference maker in college sports. I'm here to tell you it's not. Sorry to be the pessimist on it. So I'm usually an optimist. This ain't going to make no difference of anything. I promise you this. Because the way that college basketball and college sports in general are built, they're built off the tradition, and people love to keep their traditions intact. Now, there are, of course, traditions in the world that we have eliminated and stuff. If you really think about back in the 1800s through to now, there's so many traditions that exist that we have slowly filtered out because they were unfair or unjust. In this situation, you really can't say that in collegiate sports. This is more so a growth pattern of what they've done. But the one thing that a lot of these um, blue blood schools, I guess you can call it, or your traditional powers in college sports have that a lot of HBCUs do not have is typically a pretty large alumni that puts a ton of money into the teams. This is why I say that. Endowments may be a nice size for some. A lot of them don't have that very big of an endowment, which is the money that's that's basically donated to the school for different portions of uh, of academic 
or wherever that money is uh, said it needs to be used by said donor. For example, T. Boone Pickens put Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma State on the map by donating $200-plus million to the school and directing it towards the athletic program. He bought Oklahoma State's bid into a lot of these bowl games because they took that money, better facilities, better coaching staffs, solid recruiters, and with that, they were able to actually attract talent. That's something you 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 can't do without money. And that's the one thing that HBCUs do not have. They don't have the donor base that a lot of these other schools have. If they did, that's the way that these schools can compete. If you can get donors to donate money to these schools and get better facilities and all of that, I promise you, you will attract the talent. Bakura is a difference maker, and that's what he said. He wanted to be different. He wanted to do something different, and I applaud him for it. That's what he stated to the undefeated. Uh, he said, the reason behind my decision, I dare to be different, and I always consider myself to be a leader. I want to change the current culture and climate that has kept five-star athletes like myself from viewing HBCUs as a viable choice. I have no idea why it's been over 40 years that not even one five-star basketball player in the United States has decided to play basketball at an HBCU, but I do know that in this Black Lives Matter movement that empowered and assembled many different people across the country and the world that it won't be another 40 years until it happens again. I love the seven footer who is ranked 17th in 2020s mindset and excitement around wanting to go play at HBCU. Unfortunately, it ain't going to change much. It ain't. Now we have another uh, recruit, the class 2021 Corey Foreman football. He's announced that that Howard is one of his part of his, um, his five, seven finalists with Alabama, LSU, Clemson, and Georgia or whatnot. And he said he's daring to be different, similar to the way McCourt maker is. But until you guys get donors to put money into these schools and their facilities, this isn't going to do much. It's not going to change anything. And it's me, unfortunately being the pessimist because that is the difference maker. LSU had donors put in over $150 million to upgrade their facilities to where players never have to leave the training room. Alabama had a, like a 10-year, $600 million plan with donors to upgrade their facilities to basically make it to where players never have to leave their room, their, their training rooms. I mean, reclining couches, big screen TVs, video game systems, you name it. It's all going to be in these locations, in these facilities, training rooms that's front to back. Every single machine you can imagine it probably a spot where everybody can do a bench press at the exact same time. That's the difference maker you have when it comes to your big traditional powers and your HBCUs in your small schools in general. It's funding. You need money to build that stuff. So until McCure Maker and Corey Foreman can find some alum that are willing to put money back into these HBCUs to where they can take advantage of attracting top-tier talent, it's going to be cool to see them do this, but it's going to take a long time for, for this to become adopted. Not to knock them, but that's going to be the thing that's going to hold back progress for top-tier talent going to an HBCU.
All right, let me go ahead and wrap this bad boy up and put a bow on it and talk about some great news. I mean, I know that last segment was a little bit on the um, buzzkill. And my bad on that because I, I just I love I love it. It's that's just my thought as I see that that's where we're going to run to a wall. But we've got the NBA guys. We're going to have some basketball happen. One of the largest. Um, I mean, we've got MLS has already started some of their back to the MLS's back tournament, which unfortunately we are seeing a lot of teams pull out of the fray because of uh, a lot of positive tests from the coronavirus. And MLB will be coming back at the end of July. So we'll have baseball. And the NBA will be here end of July. And this week, teams have actually begun their their uh, travel their travel over to the bubble in Orlando. And so during this travel, we're trying to figure out what players are going to play, what players are not. And there's a long list of them. I'll put out a video of players who's going to be there and who's not. That way you guys have a good idea who the list is. And who I feel like is going to be the most impactful on it. But I think this one is the one that excited me the most because it's long overdue. So my hometown Oklahoma City Thunder have decided to go ahead and give Lou Dort a multi-year contract. They have signed it. They announced it. Uh, it was official on um, in June, at the end of June. And Royce uh, Young of ESPN and the Thunder beat writer for ESPN talks about um, what the deal is. So it's a four-year deal worth $5.4 million. Um, year one is this season, which is going to be prorated at one uh, at $155,000. Uh, uh, next year, it's fully guaranteed at $1.5 million. 21-22 is $1.7 with only $300,000 guaranteed. And the 22-23 is $1.9 at only $325,000 guaranteed. So I'm excited that Lou Dort finally got signed. But I want to talk about how it's great for him, but it's also really great for the Thunder taking advantage of kind of the pandemic. So because of this contract, with everything going on with uncertainties and everything, this gives Lou Dort a guarantee that he's got money in the bank. Because he was on the two-way contract, he was making only $75,000 as a two-way player, and the, the money balloons up to a maximum $219,000 if, if he saves the entire 45 days on the call-up with the Thunder organization, with the, uh, with, the, with the main team. So the way that two-way contract works is there's a limited amount of days that he can practice and play with the Thunder franchise under a two-way contract the rest of the time has to be spent with the minor league team the Oklahoma City Blue so Lou Dort's got this big deal well this deal um, outside of his standard 75,000 and he's just about hit the maximum amount which is the 219 he would have hit so because of that the Thunder decided to go ahead and jump into the luxury tax a little bit more to take care of him because right now with the uncertainties with the pandemic they don't know if they're going to finish the year out and with what money Lou Dort made, of course, he made some pretty solid money. It's not that bad. He made it in a very short time period. And so there's that uncertainty is what's going to happen next year. Well, now he has a contract that's guaranteed for next year to where if anything does go down to where the season is delayed or the season's almost canceled, whatever agreement the the, P, the NFL Players Association, the NBA Players Association, and um, the NBA itself and the owners – Whatever deal they make, he's guaranteed to get a check now. Because with that two-way deal, it was for this year. They had to re-sign him for another two-way deal in which 
if there's no basketball, there's definitely not going to be any minor league basketball. And there's no G League basketball. These guys is going to potentially be on two ways and getting paid. So now Lou Dort is guaranteed some money in his pocket, which I appreciate the Thunder doing this for him. But like I said, at the same time, kind of took advantage of the guy because it's the with the the on this four year deal with the third and fourth year being only guaranteed three hundred thousand and three hundred twenty five thousand. The Thunder now have an out. So if Lou Dort doesn't live up to the expectation that he's kind of shown his rookie year so far as a starter in twenty one of twenty nine games that he's played. He, they can get from underneath this contract. And they kind of took advantage of the situation. It was one of those, hey, I know you're broke. We're in a pandemic. You can't really find any work anywhere because a lot of people are unemployed. If you're willing to take this, we'll try to take care of you on the back end. So this is very much cap friendly for the Thunder. And like I said, not to, we're not going to look a gift horse in the mouth. Lou Dort needed the money. He needed some sort of security, and he's got that. But at the same time, he could have gotten more out of this deal. He could have gotten more out of the Thunder. I mean, I think he could have gotten more than the minimum at 5.4. I think he, got, he could have probably gotten at least double. But because of what's going on right now, like I said, the Thunder kind of took advantage of the situation. It took care of him because they didn't have to. He could have been a free agent and no team – potentially would have signed him and out of fear of what's going on, the Thunder went ahead and extended and gave him the opportunity to get a contract now instead of making him wait. But at the same time, he could have made more. I'm not mad at it. I I get it's a business. I always remember that in the business. I think Lou Dort realized the same thing. Him and his agent said, look, it's a business. We understand. I need my man to have some money in his pocket. The best way for him to have some money in his pocket is for him to sign his contract now. Let's get it. And so he did it. So shout out to Lou Dort. I'm glad the Thunder signed him. He has flown out to Orlando with the rest of the team now. He will be in the starting lineup. Unfortunately, my boy T. Ferg will be back to the bench, uh, which they'll probably rotate between the two. But let's see how it goes. Right now, the bubble looks good. doesn't look like it's going to pop. I'll have more on the NBA as we get closer, as we go through the training camps and we start to hear about who's going to be there, who's not, who's tested positive, who's not. And everything. Uh, but I'm really excited to see that basketball looks like it's going to come back. So we'll have something definitely um, to do. So with that, we appreciate you joining us. You will hear on Unfair. Make sure you check us out wherever podcasts are downloaded and listened to. Please rate us and review us and give us those five stars. If you don't think we deserve it, just give us five anyway and just gift it. Check out my boys over there at Clutch Culture. Like I said, if you want to show everybody at your clutch, rock some of the paraphernalia and let everybody know that you will always come in the clutch. You can find them on Instagram, underscore clutch, underscore culture, underscore. So there's two underscores on the front and back, underscore in the middle with their name. Let them know that Jay from Unfair sent you. And with that, for Bob, Mike, and Wendy, thank you so much for helping me out putting together this uh, this episode. And for my co-host, Jimmy, I'll have some videos up this weekend, some more uh, content. Please let us know. Give us some feedback on it. Tell us what you think about it. Tell us how you like it, what you like, what you don't like, what you want to see, what you don't want to hear. Um, that helps us to build a better brand and build better content for you all, the people. 
lastly, we'll have um, our show up next week. So talk to you guys uh, in a few days. Peace. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know it's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.